0: I've been thinking a lot recently about how one of the most difficult things about interacting with other people, at least for me, because that's really the only experience that I can know, is the fact that as a human being, there is a tendency to have preconceived notions about people that I'm interacting with. I think that to a great degree, we are wired this way. And there is a tendency to come to conclusions when we meet people to develop some idea or model in our heads about what exactly this person is about, who they are, and this, this really can encompass a, a lot of facets of how we view other people. This goes way beyond, uh, obviously, what goes way beyond their physical appearance to their personality, to various personality traits, uh, behaviors, mannerisms. Uh, It's almost in a way like, at least for me there again, uh, when I meet someone for the first time and then over a period of time as I get to know them, there is this tendency to develop, I guess for lack of a better word, a baseline of someone's behavior and un- I think a lot of this is very unconscious as well. So, really getting down to the heart of the matter, I have had over the probably the last month or probably almost a couple of months, I have had some real considerable and really serious changes in my life in terms of of my work life as well as my personal life, and a lot of what I have experienced has been centered around my dealings with other people. And I you know looking at this or taking a deeper look at this, what I am really finding that as I take time to reflect on what my experiences have been, I am seeing that as I review these things when I ha- when I have time and when I have mental bandwidth to do so, there you know I don't want to get caught up in replaying events that happened over and over again or getting really caught up in my conclusions about who I think that other people are or what I can expect of them or trying to even take it a step further, trying to interpret their behavior and what I think it all really means. And because of the fact that I have experienced some surprise, I guess I would, the best phrase I could, or the best word I could use to come up with this would be that since i've experienced what i would refer to as several surprises in terms of people's behavior it's it's almost like if someone were to ask me you know what what does what did this feel like or what has this felt like and i guess the best way i would put it is that i really thought i knew someone and i've heard people use this phrase many times you know i thought i knew this person only to find out that i really didn't know them as well as i thought that i did or the way that I thought that they were really didn't turn out to be the you know the way that they actually were, uh, the behavior that you know that I experienced was not was you know completely you know, unexpected, and sometimes can even be shocking. Really, depending on the situation, I uh, this is something that I think all you know at least all people that I have spoken with and spoken with about this subject have shared that you know there has been you know aspects of this this in their lives uh, in different ways and in different degrees of of magnitude it is i think because we are social creatures because of the way that we interact with one another we don't have all the answers about who other people are as much as we you know want to know as much as we can about someone and i think a lot of it has to do with it we're just internally wired for self-preservation we want to uh, we don't want to be surprised we don't want to get caught unaware uh, we're you know we're always in some way and I don't I shouldn't say we is as, as applies to everyone but people that I've spoken with about this there's a tendency to unconsciously be not really on the I guess it could be on the defensive but it also could be just really keeping kind of a wary eye on other people to a certain degree. And so we're, you know, at at different times, different situations, depending on the relationship and the context there, you know, what it really gets down to is, and this is really where mindfulness comes in, uh, trying to really, you know, focus this around that, that I have found that the more I have practiced mindfulness, uh, the less carried away I have gotten from my reactions when people surprise me to a certain degree when i didn't see something coming in terms of behavior or a choice that someone made or uh, some aspect of their or you know of their of their personality that i really did not see and the more that i have practiced mindfulness i've been able to see even more importantly than that has been that what i want to do is i really don't want to get caught up in making any speculations or even, you know, developing any preconceived notions about who I think people are. And as strange as that sounds, that's really what it has come to for me and that, uh, you know, there again, I can't say that I'm always able to do this and I'm, and I'm certainly not trying to do it because I realize the more that I try not to uh, make generalizations or assumptions about who other people are, uh, what I really want to be able to do is I really want to be able to just let them be whoever they are. Uh, And as this doesn't mean blindly trusting everyone with everything. I realize that, you know, especially when we don't know people very well, we, you know, we have to be, you know, it it is a complicated world. And I know that, uh, you know, we have to take care and uh, and look out, uh, you know, and, and be aware of what's going on around us when we're interacting with other people. But I then again, I don't want to get carried away and become so protective of myself and so walled off uh, trying to make sure that I don't get hurt in any way that I you know I don't want to end up in a situation where I am completely isolated and really not willing to be vulnerable uh, when it makes sense to. So with mindfulness practice, what I have really come to I've come to a point where I am now, There, you know, as I mentioned previously, there again, I'm not trying to not develop preconceived notions about people. What I've found has helped so much more is to just be aware when I catch my, you know, and if I'm aware of what my mind is doing and the way that I'm thinking and what my self-talk is like, I'm able to fairly quickly. And this is available to anyone. It's uh, this is not, you know, something that uh, uh, you know people have to practice for twenty or thirty years to be able to do this. If we practice being aware, we will find ourselves in more situations being aware without even realizing that we're trying to be aware. And when I can be with people and I'm not really trying to do anything, and and I'm also not not trying to do anything and I'm not trying to keep from doing anything, what I'm really trying to do is be in the moment. And this is really where mindfulness practice has helped is that I just really want to be however I am, as genuinely as, and, as, and as authentically as I possibly can. Like everyone, I do feel from time to time, I do feel some inclination or compunction to I'm trying to fit in with other people. If I see that other people or another person is behaving in a certain way, I don't want to be something I'm not or try to be some, you know, someone that I'm not or something that I'm not. But at the same time, I just want to be aware if I'm feeling that need somehow that I need to alter the way that I am, I just want to be aware of it. It doesn't mean that I have, just because I feel the need to do it, doesn't mean that I have to do it. And this is where mindfulness practice really simplifies things in that if I can just even slow things down a little bit in my head and just being aware of the fact that I'm feeling somehow the need to alter my behavior or if I am, you know, feeling the need to, you know, come up with some sort of conclusion as to who I think someone is or if I, you know, if I see them in a certain way, it's kind of hard to put it into words what exactly happens. And I don't know if anyone can identify with this, but if you think about what happens, when you sit across from someone and you're having a conversation with them and let's say it's the first time you've met them and because we are human beings we tend to we see other people physically and so we tend to and there again i don't know enough about brain science or neurology to understand all the processes that are taking place but i do know from the human from being a human being and experiencing this that to a certain degree, when, when we come across people, there's this, at least for me, there's a tendency to, I'm kind of seeing them in different ways. If I'm speaking with someone, if they turn a certain way, uh, if the light changes, there, there's things that I notice about people. If they're speaking in a certain way with a certain kind of inflection or the way that they're, they're conveying something to me, it's almost unavoidable to, uh, you know, to somehow we are developing some preconceived notions about who they are. And because I, ga- I gave up a long time ago trying to keep myself from doing this, what I found is that it's a lot easier to be with people when I can just be aware that somehow I'm feeling the need to do that. I'm feeling the need to somehow pay attention to who I think they are, what I think they're about, Uh, you know, just any sort of thoughts or notions that I might have about them and just really relax into that. And just because my, you know, my mind is telling me that I need to do this or, you know, it's really just habitual. The only reason that I am, you know, that I am feeling the need to do this, to do this is because I have done it before. And clearly it's been something that it's been a well entrenched pattern of behavior and that's why ultimately I find myself you know, feeling the need to do that. And I just have gotten to a place with mindfulness practice because of the fact that I can be aware, and just like anyone who practices can be aware, when we find ourselves needing to somehow carry beliefs in our heads about who we think someone is and what we can expect from them because that's really the next step. Once I decide that I think I know who someone is, uh, there can be a really easy tendency to start making generalizations and thinking that this could happen or that that could happen or, you know, I could look forward to this or this is, you know, very possibly may happen. And we start taking these huge leaps of making assumptions. And I, and when I say we, I'm not saying that every single person does, but it's, you know, this has been, at least with a lot of people I've spoken with, this is a common enough human experience that I feel like I can use the word we. But I don't want to assume that this applies to everyone. I just want to be careful about stating that. So th- there is this whole thing about getting to a place where we start taking these huge leaps, as I mentioned. And pretty soon, I can find if I'm not careful, I am really not be, you know, if I'm with this person or communicating with this person, I can be so wrapped up in my thoughts about them, who I think that they are what i think that they will do what i think that they will say what they're capable of what i can expect what i want and it even goes into a point if i'm not aware or careful it can come to a place where I am suddenly having expectations about what they should be doing or saying. Things that I desire to happen in the future. And it's really, really easy to get carried away with this. I'm not saying that this is bad or wrong. This is just a very normal human behavior, in my, in my humble opinion. Uh, I've caught myself doing this many, many times. And they, they they are just thoughts, and the thing that really what I find is when what really leads to unnecessary suffering for me and for other people are the times when I decide to act on those thoughts or those preconceived notions, when I am so holding on to my beliefs so tightly about who this person is and what I can expect from them, that that when their behavior deviates from what I am, you know, if I'm really taking these beliefs seriously and I've set these baselines for their behavior and I've adjusted my expectation expectations accordingly, I can find myself really struggling when this person does not behave the way that I really believed that they would or even worse in this case, and it's not a judgment, I'm just saying that it, 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 but it does cause more suffering. The more that I'm invested in my beliefs and hopes and expectations for what I am can expect from this person and how they're going to be and what they're going to do and what they're going to say then i am really investing my in you know in an identity of being the person that's needing them to do this i be, you know i'm so wrapped up in my beliefs about people that i'm no longer really dealing with them i'm dealing with my model of them that's in my own head i you know I, and, and there are times when i've caught myself even to the point of playing out scenarios in my head thinking about how the, you know they're going to respond this way or they're going to respond that way and I've already gone down the road in my mind, and I'm already living in a future that does not even exist. And I have found that it made friendships and even just getting acquainted with people really, really difficult because I was really, without realizing it uh, early on, you know, and for a lot of my life up until I did, it really discovered this through, you know, long term practice of mindfulness that I really was interacting with a kind of a synthetic person. Uh, I couldn't really be there with them and I couldn't really be open to them being, you know, how they were or who they were in any given moment because I was paying too much attention to that model in my head that I had developed. And, you know, I had become the person that was, you know, clinging very tightly to that model in my head. And whenever there was some sort of divergence between the model in my head of this person and what I should expect from them and what I think they, how I think that they will behave versus what actually happens, the more, uh, the more distance there is between those two things, the more that I'm suffering, the more that I'm bewildered and surprised and disappointed and not being open to not embracing how they really are. And when I find that there are, uh, you know, there are di- or differences or a divergence between the, 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 model and how they really are, and I am struggling, uh, the more off base I am, the more, you know, the more I've taken a leap of really going out there in my mind and, and, and believing something about them, the worse I'm going to suffer and the, the more I'm going to struggle. And at some point, I found that it really is just easier to, to not buy into it and even now I found myself even as recently as this week you know there have been, there have been times when I have found myself and it really is just an unconscious habit it's just something that I've done for so long I've practiced it for so long that it is something that is just really it's you know it's a habitual thought it's a uh, just a, a habit of it's a habit of thought it 's uh it's something it 's kind of a what they call a neural groove i 've just done this so many times that this is just the way I have trained my mind to work, and so now letting go of that, what i 'm finding is that those thoughts and notions uh, will still come up, but it 's so nice when I can see that and just sort of let it really pass in other words, that you know the those impulses, those thoughts uh, those things that you know kind of come up that sort of call us to action. We don't have to act on any of those things because they're really just thoughts. And there, I've had a couple opportunities this week to interact with people where I could see very clearly that there had been some investment in the past of beliefs or, you know, I, or, you know, just developing notions in my mind of who I thought this person was. And it was really refreshing to be able to let go of that. And it's it's almost kind of silly. I found myself this week even laughing at a certain point in time, because I thought how you know silly and ridiculous that it is that we as humans who know so much we've, we you know humans have developed such a huge and vast amount of knowledge about even about our own behavior that we still can be really uh, able to. Send ourselves down these paths and kind of, you know, you know, come off the road, so to speak, and go off into the weeds and really get caught up in, you know, our, our own models and our heads about who we think people are. And sometimes it is wishful thinking. And, I, and there again, I don't want to beat myself up emotionally and I don't want to judge myself for that. What I really want to do is just continue to practice. I want to continue to be aware of what my mind is doing. And so you know, this can even be a situation where I don't even have to be with this person. I can be just reflecting about them. I can be thinking about an interaction that I had with them recently or even for you know even in the you know in the distant past. And I can still get to a place where even though they're not right in front of me, my thoughts about them, I can literally alter my own thoughts about this person. And I'm not even really thinking about who they really are. I'm not even internalizing who they really are. I'm there again. I've kind of, I've created this, what I'd refer to as a synthetic person that does not really exist. It's just, you know, my model in my head for who this person is. And it's it to me, it's really, it's unfair to them. It's unfair to me. And it really doesn't do either of us any good. I'm much better off to just be with people. And, and just let them be who they're going to, who they are. And it seems so natural. It seems like it should be something that should be really easy to do. But as someone who's struggled with social anxiety a lot of my life, what I have found is, and I'm just now starting to really discover this here, literally just within the last few months, that, you know, I've always been the kind of person I can force myself to be around other people, even when it's uncomfortable, even when I am anxious, even when I do have, you know, uh, body image issues, or just, you know, hang ups about who I think they think I am. And it is a really interesting thing that, you know, we can be around people even if we're uncomfortable. But in this case, what I'm starting to find out is that I can actually enjoy being around people more. I can suffer less if I just am aware of the fact that I have these habits of thought and these habits of mind. And, you know, I'm not. it's not a self-improvement program. I'm not trying to, quote unquote, make myself better. Uh, I think what I'm really doing, if I was to characterize it at all and I really don't feel the need that, you know, that much, I'm not really too bought into needing to call it anything. But I think this is more along the lines of just healing from the ways in which I've gotten in, you know, the the different ways in which I've gotten in my own way when it comes to interacting with other people, that I've made it so much harder than it has to be. So the coping aspect of this in terms of mindfully coping really end up being that if I can just be aware that I'm having these thoughts and just let them go and don't take them seriously and don't believe what it is I'm feeling moved to believe about someone, uh, if I start finding myself making calculated decisions about who I think someone is or you know what part they're going to play in my life it you know i can just let it go and see it for the human silliness that it is and it there again it's not that i am going to think less of myself because of this or feel like a failure it's just i'm a human being who has like a lot of uh, you know most human beings has developed habits of mind that you know their 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 habits and they and in a lot of cases they don't serve us well but it's just what we know it's just what we've done and even if it makes no sense uh that's one of the most amazing things about human behavior to me and i can only really look at my own Behavior, and realize that a lot of it has not made sense. A lot of it has been just my mind doing what it has always done, because it's that's what it's always done. And now that I can be able to question that to a certain degree, and I also do want to stop and say that you know, there again, the idea here is not to. Get all hung up in questioning ourselves and our every move and our every thought because if this gets into a situation where we are doing that, if it's coming from a self-critical place or a place that we're not really accepting ourselves and, and embracing how we are and who we are in each moment, then we really can make this even more difficult than it has to be. So it's by taking sort of that really light stance. I don't want to get really caught up in, I'm not trying to be a witness against myself in order to point out all of my flaws. I just want to be able to pay attention to my habits of mind. I want to pay attention to these thoughts. And by doing that, I really have the ability to just see them for what they are and not find, you know, feel the need to overanalyze them and under, or even understand why they're happening. They're just happening. And all I really need to do is just let go of the need to identify with them. And what I'm now realizing too is that being around people is a lot more rewarding. It actually is, it's healing now because I'm realizing that I'm no longer interacting with A model in my head of who I think this person is. And the fact is that people do change and they do surprise us. And it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with them because it isn't. It's just that if there's any, if I feel like anything's wrong with it, it's really now clearly if someone is doing harm, that's one thing, but I'm, I'm speaking more along the lines of just them being however they are. If I find myself not sure what to do with that, Then I can really ask myself the question, what did it, what, why do I think I need to do anything with it anyway? What is the, what is the point of me even needing to interpret this particular behavior? Or if I see them a certain way and then I see them physically another way. Uh, or I, you know, I see some aspect of their behavior that I really, for some reason, wasn't seeing before. And I know it's easy to do this because as humans, you know, a lot of times we can find ourselves romanticizing people to a certain degree or the situations that we're in with them. We can tend to, when we really enjoy being around people, can really focus on the things that we like about them or the things that we have in common with them. And there is a tendency sometimes to filter out or overlook the things maybe that we don't like so much. And the most important thing I want to say about that is that. You know, that's been one of the most important lessons I've learned in mindfulness as well, is it doesn't matter whether I like something about someone or not. Uh, that really is not important. And that's just me getting caught up in either liking or not liking something. It's like somehow I'm judging what I feel like. And, and I don't want to be doing that. And so there again, I don't want to try. I can't try not to do it. I can just be aware of the fact that I am feeling the compunction to like this about someone or dislike it. It doesn't mean that I have to, uh, to act on that. I don't have to get caught up in being the person that's, you know, liking this or not liking that I can really embrace it all. Uh, My teacher used to have a a saying, in fact, he still says it from time to time. The phrase is, and this too, and this too. So, in other words, as we interact with people, as we experience different things with them, we are just accumulating all these different experiences of being around people, and this too, and this too. We can't really decide that, you know, we will, you know, open ourselves up to the person when they act this way, but not this way. Uh, it really doesn't work that way. We can try to do that, but we cause suffering for ourselves and for them. And I really don't want to do that either. So I will catch myself from time to time when I'm with someone and I do witness a behavior that doesn't really resonate with me, or maybe it's something that's off-putting in some way. I remember that that's just, that's just my perspective. Uh, that's not the absolute truth. It's just, this is just the way that I see it. And that is not the most important thing. At least for me, I've made that decision and that's a decision that's available to anyone who's practicing. It's really more about the absolute truth versus the relative truth. And the more that we are quiet and allow our minds to be calm, the more that we can just be here in the truth of whatever is happening and not getting so caught up in our slant on it or the way that we see the world. It's just we are able to genuinely and authentically be with people. So I bring all this to a close by saying that mindfulness practice has certainly made an incredible difference in a lot of my habits of mind around my preconceived notions about who I think people are and what they're about. And it has certainly helped me break apart these models in my head about who I think people are, and so that so that I can really actually interact with that person and not with a representation of them in my mind. And when things happen, when I see them in a certain way, that may, I, maybe I feel the. The compunction or the desire to not like that for some reason or, you know, kind of find myself comparing that to other aspects of them. What I'm realizing is I'm just there again. I am, I'm taking that model and I'm turning it around in different ways and trying to make it somehow conform to the way that I think it needs to be. And I realize at the end of the day, that's not how life works. I'm just saying that for myself. I assume that most people know this, but it just doesn't work that way. And so the more that I am able to allow myself to just see my uh, desires to, to, to relate to people this way, just because the, the impulse comes up to do this or the habit manifests itself in a certain way, I can let go of that and return back here to where it's all actually happening. And it has made it incredibly much, incredibly much more rewarding uh, to be around people when I can just let them be who they are and be open to that and not need to be so caught up in who I think they are, just letting them be as they are.